possible, please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. This is the local delicacy known as Skyline Chili. The five-way with the spaghetti and the beans and the cheese. Five-way. First, the, uh, the disgusting chili gravy. And what do you now put on the that? onions? Do you put some mustard or something on that? Wait a second. When you, after the onions comes the cheese, and that's what makes it the five-way. Here we go. There's the cheese. They put like ten tons of, of shredded cheese on there. And this is supposed to be food that you actually eat. Now, does the cheese melt, or is that a... a Ronnie, Ronnie, have you ever had Skyline Chili? I have not. I have not. I would recommend... Not that, having it, or...? Well, no. You, you need to try everything once, Okay. Right? All right. If it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Try it once, and then you'll never eat it again. Five-way. Five-way. It's it's like I'm in the fourth dimension and Somebody's asking me to describe it verbally, and that's what the fourth dimension is all about, is no words, no symbols, no images, all pure, real energy and vibrations. over your head. This is oh. a good old-fashioned cast iron tub. It'll withstand a hell of a blast. I, I can't do it. Can't do it man. His legs has been on there for like 18, 20 hours. He can't even walk, let alone hop oh. off the can. I'm going to have to stick around here and help him. Now, what he's doing, Sergeant, is spraying this thing with liquid nitrogen. That should give you a good second or two before detonation. Got that, Sarge? Second or two tanks, I'm out of Okay, lights out. Okay, get him up, get him out. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
Anyway, I'm here and I'm not planning on going just now. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I'm on three. Uh, wait, wait, let me get into the tub. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to give you the... On, on three, huh? What do, what do you say? Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. One. Two. Wait, wait, wait. What? Do we do it on three or, or, or do one, two, three? Then do it. Oh, it's your ass, Cochise. I mean, it's up to you. My ass, yeah. Um, three. Well, yeah. we go on three. Three on like three. One, two, and nine. Three. three. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. On three. Three. One. Two. Three. Five way. Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea. A New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. The Winslow Tea Broadcast Booth in warm Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. In the background, as always, it's Bremer and McCoy. Arbor. That's always hard with the the plur with with verbs where it's a band, right? Is my favorite band is the Beatles or are the Beatles, right? What do you say? Bremer and McCoy is in the background or Bremer and McCoy are on the background? You can call up on that topic. That's a fascinating topic. 718-673-8201 if you want to be part of the program. And this is my opening monologue. And as always, it's sponsored by Winslow Tea. And I've got one sip left in this thermos. And it's, and it's going down the hatch right now. Mm. Ah, good to the last drop. 
please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know to steep into the conversation. And you can also hashtag slurp to enhance if you're a slurper. I cannot slurp with this thermos as I've established uh, on previous uh, broadcasts of Race to the Bottom. Um, we got a hell of a show today. Um, and I'm going to introduce my guest forthwith. But before I do, I want to tell you about, uh, brace yourself for this. I want to tell you about medical braces. Had to grab this thing. Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part. It's just in part, but it's, it's an important part. It's, it's not ancillary. By Flatland Medical Supplies. Offering little or no cost medical braces. For more information, call 844-598-6639. And somebody call today. 844-598-6639. Maybe you need a medical brace. Maybe you don't. But you can call them and, and tell them a uh, race to the bottom sent you. Okay? Kill date on... Oh, we're th- that's the last time? I think I might be reading that one. Kill date... August 5th. A kill date is when you stop doing it. But maybe, maybe this is, uh, maybe they'll want to re-up with us. Thank you, Flatland Medical Supplies, for your kind consideration. And I'm just going to get, this is, this is, uh, a real kind of brass tacks opening monologue sponsored by Winslow T. But I'm going to get all this stuff out of the, out of the, just clear the deck here before, because, because once, once Mike gets on the mic, that's what they they say. Once Mike gets on the mic, it's over. We're, we're just going to rage into the dying of the light. So I want to get all my housekeeping out of the way. If you're listening to this program on your computer, you can download the app for your Android or your iPhone, and it works beautifully, and it's free. I recommend doing that. And if you want to maybe throw us a buck or two, that's possible, guys. You can, uh, why did I put these under my computer? You can, uh, here's the easiest way to do it. You, you, uh, you text RFB123. How easy is that? To 44321. And, uh, and, and you can donate via phone or you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Uh, COVID-19. You've heard of COVID-19, right? A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people. And uh, it's still it's still rocking us um, in, in the worst way that something can rock. Um, and, you know, we, we, uh, we need support. We do this thing because of, because of you. I learned it from watching you. You remember that ad? Uh, and you can, if you, if you, uh, support Jeff Bezos's race to space, you can also, uh, <laughs> when you, when you make a purchase at Amazon, uh, you can go to amazon.com slash smile and, uh, a part of, uh, part of your purchase goes to, to the radio station. Okay. Is that enough info? Did I do my... Did I do my duty to God and country, as as people used to say? My mom used to always say that for some reason. Mom, where'd you get that saying from? Probably your dad. Um, 
yeah, I think I did do my duty to God and country. And it's time to introduce our guest. And I believe he is on mic three. Did that work? Oh, yes, that works. All right. But you know what? Dr. Dad, my uh, your doctor, my dad, uh, was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was using that mic, and it's weird. It's, it's like, whoa, a dog. Yeah, there's a dog barking. Here. You, want yeah. me, you want me to move over to it? I want one? you to move over Girl Scouts. My mom learned uh, of duty to God and country from the Girl Scouts. Go to, go well, to mic four. There's some weird kind of phasing happening happening on that mic, and I didn't have the heart to tell my dad. Um, but I, but Dr. Lisa was on this mic and and she sounded great. So let's see how. Right, well, I'm I'm not a doctor, but wow, I do know how to talk go. into a microphone. And uh, I'm just going to break the fourth wall. One of my favorite people is is in the studio here, Dr. Lisa. What's up? How's it going? You wanna you wanna say hi? Yeah, yeah. We're on the air. This yeah. is great. I got to tell you, John. You know, meeting your father was such a gift. I got to yeah. tell you something. Like, first of all, um, he was my ideal of what a therapist, psychiatrist is, and part of the reason I do, Doctor Lisa, the unlicensed, self-proclaimed psychotherapist, is because I've had so many bad experiences, and your dad really like that was. That was a very like that was more healing than you realize. And wow. also it was really cool because he um hearing his perspective on the same issues we were discussing, you had those questions, yeah. right? You gave us uh, you know, whatever psychological listener questions. Yeah. And so sharing his thoughts and my thoughts together was so informative. So uh but I love I love your show and uh, I love that episode we did. I reposted that yeah. and I was reminded he's great. Who's your guest today? Well, this is perfect because I was right about to introduce Mike Vago. That was a good segue. You're a yeah. pro. <laughs> Mike Vago has um, is a is a writer for the AV Club and has oh, wow. and also has a great podcast called Why Is This Not a Movie, um, in which he people pitch. Uh, movies that should be made. Maybe it's it's something you're an expert on, or maybe it's a life experience you've had. And and Mike helps kind of uh, cast it out and and build out the what what the movie would be. On oh this well, podcast. I think I've heard of that. I, yeah, it's oh, yeah. pretty well known, right? Well, John John was a guest maybe what a month ago, a little more than oh, that. Time yeah. has, time oh. time has no meaning under yeah. COVID, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, John pitched a movie about uh, kind of a hangout movie about uh, how LSD was big in the '90s. Mm-hmm. When we were both in college, so we all both had friends who were very much into that, yeah, because uh, it was it was cheap and uh, immersive, and um, but we've had like book and comics adaptations. People pitch um, the thing that I when I started the show, I thought people would pitch sequels that we never got or remakes <laughs> yeah. of like, oh, they should you know update this movie or they should make another one of these, and uh, nobody's done any of those yet. You know but, what? I was going to say, you know what, Radio Free. Brooklyn needs. We need to make a production company yes. for, they, for these movies. You yes. know, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. really our big ticket to, I, I to like success. It. Okay, I like it. Anyway, I've got to get the flag for the uh, for the get together tomorrow for oh, the Radio yes. Free Brooklyn get together awesome. tomorrow, which is why I'm here. All right. Well, 
Uh, it was great. You could you're, stop. You're, you're, this is a great show. Um, oh, I yeah, love the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, have fun. Stop by any time, Dr. Lisa. That's It's like a Mr. Rogers' neighborhood up in here, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's bustling in here, nature's healing. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, so, I, st- I started the podcast during the pandemic and yeah. um, haven't done an in-person show yet. It's all been Zoom. Oh, wow. So this is your first in-person. Yeah, this is the first. Yeah, this is my first in-person. Well, welcome to the, the Radio to the Bottom along community. Time. Because I've done your show, but now you're you're officially part of the, um, yeah, the RTTB universe. The old switcheroo. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll let me back up and talk about the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go for it. So I I've been writing for the AV Club, and for the last eight years, I did a column which we only recently wrapped up called uh, Wiki Wormhole, where I'd write about odd Wikipedia pages, and it started off as, um. You know, like, why is there a list of chairs and why is it six pages long? And it was just like weird things that Wikipedia had. Like, yeah. what, there's a page called Lists of Lists of Lists. Lists of, I get lists of lists, of but then of lists, what's the third? Yeah. yeah. Um, because there'll be like lists of people from Pennsylvania, which will itself be a list of people from various towns. Okay. And yep. then there's a list of all the 50 states. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, it, it, there's some insane things on that website. But, there are only so many of those you can do, so it ended up being me just talking, like finding weird stories, often from history. Mm-hmm. Um, my like topics I kept coming back to were like Nazis and space travel, and uh, nice. And I guess like people, who, you know, like people like in the Jeff 18th Bezos. century got into got into duels a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We sent a Nazi into space. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I I, know, I just, don't want to impinge the uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. That, that was a joke, Mister. Mr. I mean, o- odds are he owns some of the infrastructure for this show, and uh, yeah, we are our Lord and Master Jeff Bezos. We did not mean to disrespect, yeah. disrespect him. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, so the so wiki wormhole. Oh, so so I would tell stories about. Oh, I also conspiracy theories when I come back to, mm-hmm. and I would tell. You know, just tell these stories in the column every week. And the thing I kept getting in the comments was, why is this not a movie? Mm-hmm. Because there were all these great stories. And so, like, a couple months into the pandemic, um, I, just, I needed a project. Yeah. And, um, and I had that back in my mind. And actually, my, my wife was the one who kind of gave me the kick in the ass to do it because she, um, she's a copywriter for a book publisher. She writes the back cover oh, cool. of books that, like, uh-huh. tell, you know, sum up what's going on. And there was, she was, doing a book about Tesla and there was just a side note that Tesla designed the AC-DC converters in the basement of Grand Central Station. There are these massive power converters because there's like a power plant on the, um, I think on the East River. It's mm-hmm. gigantic. Like if you walked up and down there, you know it. Or if you like, if you live in Greenpoint, you've seen it across the river. Um, Keep talking. I'm just going to do something real quick. Oh, sure. So there's this massive power plant AC-DC power, the idea is one of them, I think AC, um, can travel distances without a lot of loss. And so that's good for getting from the power plant to Grand Central. DC power, I think I have them backwards, I don't know. DC power, you can adjust the levels. Okay. And so once you get to Grand Central, you want to be able to like adjust the speed of the trains and whatnot. So um, so it has to be converted. So there's these giant power converters in the basement that run all of the trains coming in and out of New York. And so during the war, 80% of the like men and materiel for the war came through New York City. It was, you know, it's a major port mm-hmm. and all the railroads come out of here. And so uh, 
there was a German American who defected to the Nazis and told him about this. This is a well-guarded secret. Only a handful of people to this day even know where this thing is under Grand Central. It's in like a hidden secret room. And we knew how vulnerable this spot was, so there were like armed guards. And um, the Nazis plotted to blow it up. They sent a submarine off the coast of Long Island, and four Nazis got out with like disguises and supplies <laughs> and like $200,000 in cash. And um, and my wife was like, why is this not a movie? Yeah, yeah. And so that was that was the first episode. That's great. And... Um, you know, like real life Nazi Ocean's Eleven in Grand yeah. Central Station. Yeah, and uh, and then we've just been off to the races, and um, and I've you know gotten some great guests, including including you, and mm-hmm. you know had some great movie ideas. And uh, the timing of this interview is perfect because I'm taking a break for a month. <laughs> <laughs> like my last episode uh, just dropped on Tuesday, and um, like I'm going on vacation for the yeah, summer, yeah. so I'm going to backlog some episodes and come back in September. Uh, but even the last one was I interviewed an author, Suki Kim, who is a was a journalist who went undercover in North Korea for six months. She got a job teaching English to the like children of North Korea's elite, and the school was set up by evangelical Christians. She's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. She had to pretend to be an evangelical to get in with them, and then pretend to be a teacher, and like could have been caught by the North Koreans all this time. But came back with this remarkable story of like what life is actually like wow. in North Korea. So I'm, um, so there's some you know fascinating stories, and they should be movies. And the connective tissue also. One of your uh, reigning uh, guests is uh, is Scott Bunn, the wonderful Scott Bunn. How, how, he's been on there two or three times. Three times. He's, three times. He, he's the only three timer so yeah, far. Yeah. And Scott, um, I, I know Scott from, from back at, in Asheville FM days, and you were telling me you grew up on the, on the same street as Scott. Uh, from You've known him since like six years old? Yeah, when, when, when I was six, we moved into a new neighborhood, and like while they were unloading the moving vans, like a kid showed up on our front step and said, <laughs> uh, you know, it, did any kids move into this house? And we're still friends like 40 years later. That's great. And everybody, people won't stop talking about Scott Bunn, the guy with the voice. They love his voice, right? I'm yeah, I'm it, I'm so glad he got into radio because he's got just. I love hearing his voice is booming out of my speakers, especially yeah. because he's one of my closest friends. But he lives in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I live here. We haven't we see each other every like couple of years. Yeah, and so it's just nice hearing his voice. And his show on Asheville FM, Steve Sack Syndrome. Yeah, it's kind of a thinking man sports talk. It's kind yeah. of really like sports shouting from Thirty Rock. It's kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. Indie sports radio, they could they call right. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that uh, that that little moniker they have for that. So so great, and I'm and I've wanted to have you on the show for forever, uh, Mike. And I I I think I got a good topic for us to explore, and and I think you have some examples. We got a bunch of listener examples. I've got examples of of art or things that mostly suck, but have brilliant little uh rays of sunshine woven little silver linings right um and let me just play the song that made me think of this topic i'm not going to play the whole thing <laughs> i'm i'm going to play so this song uh, is going to start out sucking and then it's going to and then i'll get to the to the part that i think is just uh one of the best uh passages of music uh known to man and then we'll see and then we'll see it descend back into suckage and then and then we can uh we can start hearing what uh mike and and what listeners 
have for other examples. You ready for this? Yeah. Do you know which song I'm going to play? No, no. Okay, here we go. Hey, girls, gather around. Listen to what I'm putting down. Hey, babe, I'm your handyman. There, there's some James Taylor songs that I feel like would be great if sung by someone who didn't sound like fat-free mayonnaise. <laughs> like, like somebody with some like grit in their voice singing yeah. "Fire and Rain" could be yeah. fantastic. But like, yeah, boy, that yeah, that was not good. Yeah. So I'm very curious to hear how it gets yeah. better. Yeah. I'm not the kind to use a pencil or I'm handy with love and I'm no fool. I fixed broken hearts, I know, but I truly can. If your broken heart should need repair. We're still not at the good part. Oh, yeah, yet. I was, I was yeah. starting to worry if you thought that was the good part. Yeah. <laughs> What if I was like, yeah, that's it. Isn't that great? That that chord change right there. I'm not the kind to use a pencil or a rule. Uh, men in broken hearts. That's my tool. It's so basically he's like uh, painting himself out to be a Lothario, I guess that can all that can fix your broken heart. It's a very clunky metaphor. Yeah, and I don't know how. Like if he's gonna, I I don't get what he's gonna do. Pr- promising to do um I'm, i think it has to do with with uh intercourse but i don't know how he's gonna help all these different women move past with a pencil and a rule somehow i don't well no he says he's not the kind of oh, pencil right. or rule i mean for the women's sake that's probably a good thing <laughs> um i am a man to see i whisper sweet things you tell all Getting to the main thing he wants to say. Not good. This is good. Here we go. You ready? All right. Okay. Just that, I want that. That sam- I just could sample that uh, little section right there and just put it on a loop. I want to. I I don't know if anybody's made a uh, like a hip hop or you know use that as a sample. That's it. Now, now I want to hear somebody rapping over that. Because yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do next, next week in the mashup. Oh, there you go. I will, uh, I'll, I'll make that happen. So that's, that was the seed of this idea. Um, that's of what, like, uh, four seconds of, of, of a song. Well, the funny thing is you're the mashup you do at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. always reminds me of this thing that I don't even know if it's true, but I heard that Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips used to make mixtapes for people where he would only play like 10 seconds of your song, but it was the really good 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would just pull out all the, like the great moments from all these songs. And he'd do like a, like, you know, 10 minute long mix. And that was his mixtape. Okay. And yeah. that's what, that's what the intros of your show remind me of. And, uh, I don't know how he has the time to do that, but. Well, speaking of, I forgot to tell what people are, was in the mashup. Let me just do that really, oh, of course. really yeah, yeah. quickly. Um, so we heard from uh, Gary Cohen and and Ron Darling from the, the announcers from from the Mets talking about Skyline Chili, the delicacy of Cincinnati. We heard Joe Pass, uh, uh, guitarist extraordinaire, who I I know Joe Pass. There's a Joe Pass model of a Gibson, but I'm not really familiar with his music too much. But he's got some '70s records that I was digging into, and that's a song called "A Place for Us" that we heard Steve Cohen, not Steve Cohen. Uh, that's the Mets manager. We heard Ron Darling talking over uh, Joe Pass. We heard uh, also in the mashup, we heard freaking it every freaking brothers every which way like MJ, which is something I say often from uh, I got to say it was a good day. The uh, Ice Cube song. I just like that one line. Uh, and uh, I say it often to my wife uh, when I'm cooking. I'm, I say uh, I'm, I'm freaking freaking them every which way like mj with this meal um uh outcast the from the song millennium uh oh in my uh i've talked about how i used to be a big kanye booster and how i can no longer do it but i heard the uh his song the song shy city that he did for uh, common back in the day on the B album, and I was like, "That is a such a hot um, track." Who who I know it's sampled. Let me figure out what the sample is, and it's the Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Since I found my baby, so I just did that. Gossip folks uh, from Missy Elliott. A little bit of that. The we heard more. I've been doing a lot of. Orchestra Baobab stuff, Jaroff, um, little drum breakdown and, and, uh, segment of that song. We heard John Frusciante from the beginning of the lethal, uh, not the lethal weapon, the funky monks documentary documenting the making of blood sugar sex magic when he's talking about being in the fourth dimension. I think there were some substances involved in that. Um, and we heard a little bit, we heard John Frusciante's oohs and ahs from the Zephyr song, and I erased um, Anthony Kiedis. As much as I can erase Anthony Kiedis and Kanye from their own work, I'm I, on this show, I'm happy to do so. And then uh, we, it all, it all came down to Lethal Weapon uh, 2, the, the toilet scene uh, where Danny Glover is stuck on a, uh, on a toilet with that has a bomb on it. And if he gets up, he will be, um, you know, blown to bits. So the great, wonderful Mel Gibson comes and, uh, and helps him out on three. Wait, is it on three or three and then go? 
Uh, it's like that. You really get a string of people who were great and are now problematic and we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So That's, there's a theme. I like yeah. It. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <coughs> had to get that out of the way. So Mike, what, what examples do you have? Let's get, let's hear a couple of your examples of, of art that, that mostly sucks, but has a, has a, Silver lining. Well, actually, before we get into it, I have one counterexample. Uh-huh. Just because you mentioned Kanye and Common Sense. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about these, I came up with one that's great, except for one thing, which is, um, and again, like, you can you sort of have to love early Kanye, but not like the person that he's become. Yeah. But Get Him High from the first his first yes. album. Like, it's such a banger. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Common Sense shows up, and he's usually reliably pretty good. And his verse is so bad. Like, every, the proceedings just go to a screeching halt and then, like, fall into a volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his his verse starts off with, like, get him high like the moon and the spoon and a tune and a room and, like, <laughs> good night moon and bowl of mush. Like, yeah. it's just the most, like, clumsy mm-hmm. rhymes. He has, has nothing to say. And, um, and then at one point he says, real rapping is hard to find, like the remote that's a real thing that not only did comments write that, then Connie was like, yeah, 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 this is good. Let's keep this. I don't know. I kind of like that. Oh, no. I, <laughs> it's dire. And the thing is, the rest of the song is great. It's like, yeah, it's got a great beat. There's a great back and forth between him and Talib Kweli mm-hmm. where this is, there's this hilarious in retrospect thing where Kanye West, who's now the most famous person in the world, is trying to impress girls that he knows critically acclaimed, relatively obscure Talib Kweli. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the rest of the song is great, and that verse just kills it for me. Like I just turn off the album. Well, I think you, you got you. We've we got your uh, topic for when you return to the show. Oh, there we'll you do, go. We'll do we'll the do, inverse. We'll do yeah, 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 yeah. Things but, things that are great that have a, a miserable moment. Well, let's do the actual topic. Okay, yeah. And um, and since we're talking about music, I've got a bunch of movie ones because I do a movie podcast. Yeah. But the we'll start with the music ones. Um, and the first one is Billy Joel, mm-hmm. who. Is not terrible, but he also isn't good. Yes. Like Chuck Klosterman said it best that he's caught in a limbo where he's not cool the way Mick Jagger is cool, but he's not so uncool that he's cool the way Neil Diamond is cool. <laughs> he's just in the middle. Yes. He's just there. Uh, but but he did one terrific thing that I love, which is that the line, ain't you heard about the new fashion, honey, all you need to looks and a whole lot of money, is the most incisive criticism of the 80s ever written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and also that song is fantastic. Like... I don't really like any of his other stuff in that one song I'll listen to over and over again. Okay. Uh, still rock and roll to me. Yes. And then my other music one is um, the Black Crows, Yeah, who were like a big um, band in the 90s, were like very derivative, sexist, uninspired. They kind of um, just rehashed 70s blues rock yeah. for a 90s audience. And their big hit was hard to handle, which they took Otis Redding's last hit before they die before he died yeah. and then put a bunch of studio gloss on it and had a hit with that yeah. instead of any of their own songs yeah they're just trash except their second album southern harmony musical companion is a gosh darn masterpiece with uh remedy yeah i need a remedy remedy yeah, yeah. The, and it's it's it was kind of like an exile on main street thing where they just like went to a house and recorded mm-hmm. it in like two weeks or you know mm-hmm. less than that and um and it's i love that album it's pure gold i don't like anything else they've ever done i i I I feel you on that. Rem, Remedy is is a song. Uh, li, listener Tim and I used to get down to Remedy all the time. I think he was always more of a, a Black Crows guy than me. 
I saw Black Crows play at like uh what was that it was it a horde tour where it yeah, was Yeah, that was kind like the of, jam band. Yeah. I saw them at at a horde tour. Uh their set made me want to uh just leave earth. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so just <laughs> dark. I oh, okay. Here's remedy. Let's hear a second of remedy. Once they get into the the verse groove, like the harmonies too. Yeah. Here, let's check this out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, and the whole like that was the hit, but the whole album, yeah, front to back is is fantastic. And like, I think it's the one time that they succeeded in what they were aiming for, which is just to kind of recreate like you know bluesy seventies, yeah, classic rock, and yeah. uh, and they do it really well this one time and never before or since. Those brothers hated each other. Every is there was there any band with brothers who liked each other? Maybe the Almonds. If uh, yeah, I think they liked each other because one of the worst shows I ever saw was Oasis, and yeah. they, it was hard to tell like who they hated more, each other or the audience. <laughs> um, all right, let's get a movie movie example. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to start with the, uh, the the movie that everybody likes loves to trash and talk about, the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the lightsaber fight at the end is the big uh, sort of one one saving grace of that. And it, the trilogy as a whole, Ewan McGregor is really the one person who takes it seriously and puts his all into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that first movie, Natalie Portman, under all the you know, makeup and gigantic hair and all that stuff, um, she really should have been the main character of the movie. She's mm-hmm. the only one who has a story arc. And the one little, the one scene where somebody's actually acting in that movie is, I don't, the, somewhere in the convoluted plot, they have to go to the, like, the Jar Jar Binks people for, yeah. for help. I thought you were going to say Jar Jar Bang. I... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so she goes to like Jar Jar and his people mm-hmm. and the like the sort of leader of all of them is just this big CGI blob. Yeah. It looks terrible. And, mm-hmm. um, and yet acting across, acting, you know, across a whole bunch of like tennis balls, she gives this little speech where, you know, she's this like regal queen and all these flowing robes and stuff. And she has to like mm-hmm. humble herself before these like swamp creatures that they've always kind of looked down on. And there's just one moment where, like, she just sells the hell out of it with this. Uh, she just gets emotional. She's like, I ask you. And she catches herself and says, no, I beg you. Mm-hmm. And it, it it just sort of lays bare that, like, I've got nothing left here. This is, you know, I'm on my knees yeah. asking for help. And it's like it's the one actual moment of acting in that movie. Yeah. And um, because there's all these great actors, but they don't do anything. You know, <laughs> Liam Neeson just kind of sleepwalk through his, yeah. like, if you do not master your rage, your rage will become your master. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of thing, and McGregor's kind of having fun at that point, but he doesn't get get a lot to do in that movie. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet there's just one moment where Natalie Portman just like shows up and acts and really sells it, and you don't really get that for the rest of the trilogy. I've only watched that first one. I didn't even I didn't even watch the uh, 
I've seen the other ones on TV. Um, there's that the kid that's like a, there's a term that I that I have popularized called face hate. I guess some <laughs> people say somebody has a punchable face, yeah, but yeah. just face hate. You just for no no reason other than someone's face just makes you hate it. Um, and that kid who is like the I don't even know what he is, but he, he there keeps being this kid who's like an evil kid, like the young Darth Vader. Yeah, I think yeah. it must be young Darth Vader. That I got well, face I, hate on that kid. I, I feel bad for that kid because you know he's an adult now, and like yeah. he's just hated for that thing. He never acted in anything else, <laughs> and um, and they it didn't make sense for the story for him to be ten and have already mm-hmm. built like C three PO and done like they should have. Yeah. he should have been like an angry teenager who had been abused and abandoned yeah. and was full of all this hate. Yeah, and they see oh he's super powerful. Let's see if we can turn him into something. And he just can't let go of this pain that he has. Yeah. Actually, which segues into, I talked about Star Wars. So we got to, to balance the force, we got to talk yeah. about Star Trek. Okay, yes. Because Star Trek V is the terrible, you know, one of the original series. Yeah, yeah. Shatner directed it. Yeah. And his ego was all over the that thing. And, yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the story, the story is some convoluted thing about Spock has a long lost half brother who we've never <laughs> heard of before, uh-huh. who hijacks the Enterprise to go to the center of the galaxy. And they've established, like, it takes time to fly through space, but they go to the center of the galaxy and, like, I don't know, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, because he thinks God lives at the center of the galaxy. Um, but there are two great moments. Like Star Trek does its best when it has kind of interesting philosophical ideas. And one of them is mm-hmm. they go to they go to the center of the galaxy and they meet God and he's like, Oh good, you know, can I have your ship? And Kirk's like, wait, why does God need a ship? And he realizes that this is some super powerful kind of godlike being. But he's in the center of the galaxy because he's been imprisoned there by somebody. Wow. And he's like, oh, wait, we, we got to not let this guy out. Wow. Um, so that was a really good plot twist at the end yeah. of a otherwise mediocre movie. But there's also one great scene where Spock's half Vulcan half-brother guy is some sort of like Vulcan like guru. He's like a new age. He'd be like Gwyneth Paltrow if yeah. you know, today. Yeah. Um, but his thing is, you know, Spock does like the mind meld where he puts mm-hmm. his hand on your face and he can like read your mind. But his brother's thing is... Like he can almost like eternal sunshine. He can like take your take your pain away, and so you know, like McCoy has some past trauma and he like sucks it out of his head and he's yeah. like, oh my god, I feel better, blah blah blah. And then he goes to do it to Kirk, and Kirk like puts steps back and he's like, I need my pain. Wow, my pain is the thing that keeps me going. That's what motivates me. Yeah, like I you know whatever his you know my father died when I was a kid and that inspired me to like, you know do all the things he couldn't do or you know, whatever his, I don't remember the, yeah. the specifics, but like that idea, like I need my pain. That's part of who I am. And that's what keeps me, you know, that's one of the things that motivates me. Like what a great idea. Yeah. and What a great moment in, and I, and a movie that has a lot of dumb ideas in it. It had this one really profound uh, idea, which I loved. That seg- segues. Let, let's, let's hear from uh, some of the suggestions that our listeners, I, I broadened it out to, to our listeners a little bit. I just said, what are, Things that suck that have um, moments of, of greatness or, or brilliance. And somebody uh, said pain, uh, which, there you go. Uh, what, el- what else did we have? Facebook uh, sucks, <laughs> but has moments of brilliance. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Definitely. Politicians, yes. The Mets, yes. <laughs> um, colonoscopy, um, I, <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, John Lovitz, which I thought was pretty funny. He definitely <laughs> sucks. Um, oh, I, I would go to bat for John Lovitz. Okay. 
I've just heard uh, from from comedians that uh, have worked with him that he's a really horrible person. But oh, I've only heard the opposite that he's like really? a lo- yeah that he's like a lovely person and like interesting. Like Lisa Kudrow has a career because. He was a family friend, and mm. when he was on SNL, he was like, "Oh, you could totally be fa- like, you could totally do this. You're great," and like encouraged okay. her. And like, yeah, I've heard all these. Like everybody on news radio was like gutted by Phil Hartman's death, and he was like this warm presence who okay. kind of helped them get through it. I've I've only ever heard good things about well, Phil but we, maybe on uh, your 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 third show, we can we can just do a show on on a uh, just love versus hate. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> yeah, John Lovitz, we'll, Lovitz? We'll question mark. Uh, but uh, Scott Bunn said the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, uh, Meredith said men. Yes, men definitely yeah, suck. That's fair. I'll take, um, I'll childbirth, that. uh, definitely. Uh, from what I've heard, um, the who, um, <laughs> uh, the par who who does a show on 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 Radio Free Brooklyn knows that my antipathy towards. Uh, the who, uh, so he, he put that on there. Surgery, I guess with it being over, uh, is the moment of brilliance. I, I don't know. Uh, or the part where it like saves your life. Or, yeah, that's you know. true. Uh, s- sanding and finishing wood. Um, listener Gabe said that he's a great woodworker. I'm sure that, that, that process is, is arduous. Um, riff raff. Do you know, I guess that's a rapper. I had to look riff raff oh. up. But uh, I just know the guy from Rocky Horror. Oh, uh, Tom Chalmers said Riff Raff. Um, we'll have to. I'll have to do a deep dive. And uh, Dr. Lisa said my life. <laughs> Which uh, come on, Dr. Lisa. I said uh, Drake. Uh, listener Tim's trying to get me into Drake, and uh, I'd say he sucks, but has moments of brilliance. Uh, I service industry jobs uh, definitely suck, but have. Uh, Moments, and I said South Carolina. Also, <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favorite lines that the Onion ever did, which is you know saying a lot. Um, there was a controversy with South Carolina not wanting to take the Confederate flag down yes. from their state mm-hmm. capital, and the Onion does their fake man on the street, yeah, things. And one of them was, if I was from South Carolina, I'd be deeply ashamed. Now, what's all this but a flag? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also the the who um you know mostly sucking and having moments of brilliance when uh when they did the super bowl a couple years ago yeah at like age like 75 or whatever they were mm-hmm. um so my my wife was a music critic for hot press and irish music magazine mm-hmm. I, I was i did some radio i did some music writing here and there uh but you know we're basically like a household of music yeah. snobs yeah and so our older son stevie he was maybe like three when that super bowl halftime show came on and he just listened to The Who for like two minutes and he said, Dada, this band is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I've, I, I've gotten a lot of flack for this, but I just, you know, there's like top tier rock bands where people are like, you know, the Stones, the Beatles, and then people list The Who in, in that. And I just, I've always been like, why? Why do they, I've, I don't know. I think they're there. They were there at the same time and yeah. from the same place, and uh, and had you know had a couple legitimately good tracks, and got. They're weird because they were very raw, and kind of proto punk. Yeah, and then they were also very pretentious and proto prog rock. Mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of yeah. did a lot. Like yeah, that's true. I have <clears throat> I have problem with um, guys who who do what I refer to as sing like dudes. <laughs> And I think that, uh, 
you know, and I just watched the. Did you watch the um, Woodstock '99 documentary yet? Oh no, no. Oh man, I, I had summer. I had summer soul ahead of that in the queue. Yeah, uh, which is is also yeah, great. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I I think a lot of what is plagued rock is uh, are like front men who who sing like dudes, and and I blame the Who for that. I I. And this is a controversial. I know it's controversial. I blame Pearl Jam for that. I'm not a not an Eddie Vedder guy. I think that he he ushered in a lot of the like, um, which became Creed, Matchbox well, Twenty. This is another pop culture topic for another day. Yeah, which is like things that were pretty good, but inspired a lot of awful, awful yes. imitators. And Pearl yes. Jam is the top of that mm-hmm. list. Yes, like Quentin Tarantino's on there. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That is a that is a good topic, man. We're we're this is like a top. That would be a fun show to do a topic show where where you just sit we just around. throw out topics we don't yeah. discuss them. We just <laughs> come up with your own answers, listeners. Yes, um, we don't we don't have, we don't have time for that. We got more topics. My yes, exactly. My mom says uh, Lou Reed is on her list. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, all right. Let me give you. So we we were maybe going to do the the John Mayer unfair album review, but we can't, we don't have time. Uh, or oh, we already burning through our time. Yeah. Yeah. We, are. we, we have, uh, and, and we gotta, we gotta wrap up in the next like five minutes so I can get ready for the next show. Oh, of course. Which is crime talk BK, which is a brilliant show. Um, so, um, let me cue up my example. And while I do get, get let's give, give us one more. All right. I'll, I'll try to make this one as quick as I can. So mm-hmm. the Johnny Depp, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was kind of had no reason to exist. Yeah, I, I never problems. did it. Yeah. And uh, he plays he plays uh, Willy Wonka like Michael Jackson. It's kind of creepy. Yes. But there's one thing. The scene where you first meet Wonka in the Gene Wilder version, it's the one where he has the cane and he's hobbling out and mm-hmm. does the flip and like fakes you out, which Gene Wilder like wrote and insisted on. Um, so how do you do that moment? You can't just do what Gene Wilder did. You have to do something you know different. And they came up with something that I thought was great. Wonka comes out, and the sort of panel slides open on the side of the factory, and this, like, crazy animatronic, like, Rube Goldberg kind of thing with, like, little dancing animals and all these <laughs> things, and this, like, kind of carnival, like, up peppy carnival music plays. And so there's, like, this music as Wonka walks in. There's this cheery sort of welcome mm-hmm. Disney World kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then sparks start to fly, and the thing catches fire, and it all melts, and the cute little animals, wow. like, yeah. m- melt. And it's, like, was that deliberate to put people off? Like, it was the same kind of, because Gene Wilder said, coming out looking like he's a crippled old man and then doing the flip and like, ah, yeah, yeah. he said, he, he demanded to the director that they keep that scene in because he said, if you, if you introduce Wonka like that, then you will never trust him. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and they, they pull that exact same trick with Johnny Depp coming up with a completely different, completely new scene. And I thought that was one terrific moment in an otherwise like mm-hmm. un, uninspired remake yeah. that didn't have any reason to exist. Yeah. Tim Burton, man. He had so much going on, and then I don't know. Yeah, he just P- pittered, ran out of steam. Yeah. Okay, so do you know? Are you a Jay Dilla? Do you know Jay Dilla? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and his album Donuts, which I'm going to do a whole show on at some point. Um, but um, basically, Dilla Donuts. It, it was his like swan song. He was based literally dying in bed and. And wanted to make one more record. Um, he had a blood disorder and lupus and, and stuff. And 
but he made this this record donuts which is just all based on on uh samples and but he's just a genius in cutting up these samples talk about a song that uh that sucks this jackson five song all i do is think of you i'd never heard i'd heard the dilla donuts version of him cutting this up but just this is no bueno uh (laughs) just kind of well also this is um, you are everything and everything is you if it like too slow yeah. maybe it's just because i i know the so here's what here's what uh but like the jacksons at their best had so much energy yeah and this is so light lifeless yeah and, it's like slud it's like they're like wading through a a swamp yeah yeah singing about a little girl not <laughs> fun so here but here but here is is what uh jay dillard did with it okay okay there comes a time The uh, yes, the wonderful donuts. So, you you have a good time today. Oh yeah, I wish we had another hour. I know. I I, I want a two hour show. Who do I need to talk to? A lot. About well, that? you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll make that happen. I'll okay. Thank you. Thank. That's why I brought you in today. Um, well, th- thank you so much. And and really, the the doors open. Uh, oh yeah, I'd be happy to come back. Thanks yeah. for thanks for having me. And, and uh, I need to think of a, a another thing that needs to be a movie. Oh yeah, come back come back anytime. Yeah. All right. Um, next week's show is is kind of still up in the air, guys. But but that's where the the brilliance happens. I've got so many guests lined up, and and next week I don't. I don't know if it's going to be a pre record. I think I'm I'm trying to go to uh, go on vacation. I don't know if I'm going to come in and do the show real quickly and then hop on the road or whether I'm going to do a pre-record but but you you, you don't even worry your your pretty little head about it. We'll we'll do something great. Thank you again to Mike Vago. Check check out why is this not a movie and we're going to go out with um little Bob Marley. Smile Jamaica. I had this song stuck in my head and now I want to stick it in your head. Um Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK. Have a great week. Bye. Feeling out, feeling down. This feeling wouldn't leave me alone. Then I became a one that said.
Rocking to the roots and rocker. Oh, island in, in the south. Oh, island in Jamaica. Won't you dig it? Get in Jamaica, yo. Get this together right in now. Jamaica. Get this together right in now. Jamaica, yo. Help the children. Help them right. Oh, Lord, help them to sight. That's the way evil smell. Come on. 